welcome to These Lads on Mental. My name is Gary. And I'm Neil. And our podcast is a lighthearted approach to normalise mental health. But before we start today's show, please listen to our disclaimer. This show is just a group of opinions and is not to be treated as medical advice. If you are struggling with mental health, please speak to your physician or reach out to a service such as Lifeline. Thank you. These lads are mental recognizes the Gadigal people of the Aurora nation as the custodians and traditional owners of Sydney. We pay respect to their ancestors and elders past and present and value their continuing connection to lands, living culture and integral contribution to the bright and inclusive future of this beautiful city that we call home. So what's happening, Gout? What's happening? Which, which episode are we pretending this is? Episode, it should be episode 15, but that'll be out in probably October 2023. I'm back in six months. We've got 14 episodes recorded, mate. Neil's struggling to adapt to life as a father, an entrepreneur, and podcast host. It's not easy. <laughs> when you when you have a mental health, you probably shouldn't stretch yourself this thin. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what tends to happen, right? So if we have a if I have a panic attack on air, apologies, listeners. But <laughs> oh, good news is I've got lots of tactics I've learned in the last 14 weeks. I can teach you if you do have one. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Well, what do you think, guy? This is a bit of a, it's all been happening so quickly. We're now, as you said, almost 14, 15 episodes in. We've met some amazing people. How are you feeling right now? Is this, it's not even, it's probably past the midway, midway point. We're going to try and get to the, the magical, the land of 21 podcasts to make us more official and serious. So we're kind of over the halfway line, but it's good to kind of check in, get a bit of a pulse check. But what do you think? Like with all the people we've met, have you started to hear some of the same things? Is there a bit of a picture starting to appear? Well, I think the, I mean, the biggest thing that I think has been noticeable is there is patterns. So we've had obviously the psychologists, we've had ex-athletes, we've had people in the health, health and wellness space. We've had people who are just advocates of mental health and doing great things in the space. So I think it's common to hear the same sort of patterns and it's pretty reassuring to hear the same patterns because there is obviously some sort of, not necessarily a pathway, but there's some strategies in place that obviously work. So it's good to hear them. But again, speaking to all the guests, there is the same things that are pretty simple that probably are, the, are going to serve as a bedrock of mental health, of sleeping, exercising, spending time with family, getting outside, getting in nature, Dogs has come up quite a few times. People were mentioning dogs or pets quite a few times. You um, like dogs? Yeah, dogs. <laughs> you mean dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Another thing is, we kind of said it, I think, ourselves in the first pilot episode that often the, the best answer is the simplest one. And that's what a lot of people have said. Their answer has been like different, but the kind of thought process behind it has been the same. A lot of people have just said, you know what? It's just time to slow down and like do this or do whatever it is that means to them. But the theme is the same. It's all about trying to actually bring things back down to the basics a bit, right? Rather than trying to do everything, you know, all at once. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cool strategies that have been mentioned, but I still am a big believer that a lot of them are probably not best being overwhelmed with until you've got the the bedrock of things I've just mentioned already in place. Are you getting enough sleep? Do you spend yeah. time with your family? Do you all people you enjoy spending time with? What's your environment like? Are you get, getting outside? Are you exercising? Mm. Think of you once you've got all that in place and then you're, start, you're still feeling all these emotions and then there's all those little cool strategies that we've, we've heard. Of course, they're still useful in those times, but I think that getting that thing, it should be a priority at all, at all costs because the, the 
change for me sleep is the biggest sleeping exercise for me is the biggest one not and i say exercise i'm not suggesting anything crazy i just mean again we've mentioned it in the last podcast going walks but that to me the headspace afterwards man after a good night's sleep and a, a bit of exercise is mm. yeah i don't think you can really explain it until you you have to do it to realize the difference yeah. it is insane the difference like how, how you can go to a, approach an exercise session being exhausted and sluggish and hating life and stressed out and then you come out that session and you're like i feel amazing you've got more energy than ever like you're, yeah you're it doesn't it doesn't really make sense does it you think yeah, yeah i know what you mean you go into a session you're like oh i can't do this i, I can't be arsed and then you do it and you're like absolutely buzzing and you're like how do i so a lot of it is kind of in your head and as you were saying like exercise like exercise to rory who's one of our first guests could be running a ultra marathon <laughs> but for someone like genevieve the film director it could be a dance yeah um, you know for someone else it's a walk so like when, like exercise can be anything it's just you know and i remember nick from batir had the really cool statement which was you know the home and away move so you know even getting out of bed which seems very basic but the choice of either rolling over and sleeping for another hour or getting up and up from bed and tackling the day even that little mini win can be a huge difference to the success of your day week year you know yep well i mean a good example this morning i woke up this morning i had a session at six o'clock in the morning and here in sydney is absolutely pushing down um rain galore it's what <laughs> passion <laughs> passion down pushing uh, down is it passion that's uh, the glaswegian term for pissing down mate um, that means it's a uh, pouring rain for any, uh, 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 normal less rain. <laughs> pretty much the glasgow weather's always as he always says it's passion down tomorrow <laughs> well yeah. i think it's got it's going to be pushing down here because we're we're about to i think it's official that we're going into that el nina or nina or whatever la, la, nina, la nina fuck's sake I mean, I feel like it's one thing after another, not just for us here in Australia, but, you know, we had the lockouts, we had the lockdowns, we've had the bushfires, you know, COVID, now this, I'm just like, Jesus, what you give just for a week in the sun with, you know, no other worries, especially as an, as an empath, like, I'm just like, I'm so tired of like feeling <laughs> sad and done sorry for everything else. Can we not just have a moment ourselves? Come on. To be fair, maybe... October was pretty decent, or September. One of the months was, I went to the beach a good few times. But if you go to the beach for a month, think how many times, if you live in an island, how much out of the year would you be at a beach? 14 days, maybe? <laughs> no, we're near no, that. But I mean, no. but you probably go to no, but I say that because you'd probably go to Ibiza or Cavos oh, yeah. or something, like some lads holiday Spain. for two weeks and be at the yeah. beach. Yeah, yeah. So, but here in Sydney, if you're not at the beach, two weeks out a month. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know yeah you're like depressed I'm like where is I like if I haven't been for a swim in a week let's say especially during the summer it's even less than that maybe if I haven't had a swim in like three or four days I'm thinking oh my god I need to get to swim what's going on man my life's a mess <laughs> first, world, first world problems yeah. um, come back to that I just in terms of that home and away moves that was me this morning woke up it was pissing me rain at a session because I well and easily just text text the client says like I mean it was torrential rain it was windy like, look, it's not That's ideal we in this weather. Yeah. The move was jump in the shower, wake up, go to the session, come back and come out of that session and mm. like, what is it buzzing? Like you've done, you've done this pretty much a session with them. They're happy. I'm happy. They're, I mean, I was wet obviously, but it was, the rest of the day has been sound up and about. Now look at you. Well, I was going to ask, flip it on you. So normally we ask the guests some questions at the end, but if I asked you a question, let's say if we go through the guests one by one, 
and just to pick one thing maybe that stood out from you from each guest so outside of our own pilot which was absolutely amazing you know um, <laughs> our number one popular show uh, I, think, I actually think it is the most listened to show <laughs> I, I know yeah maybe it's just because it's the first and people have to listen to it and then they it all like fall off crash, yeah they all fall off and never come back <laughs> but I think the first guest we had was Rory so was there anything from Rory's one that stood out to you the benefits of nasal breathing I think is important I, I sort of mm. knew about that anyway from a mm. performance standpoint I just think again you're getting reassurance of someone who's who sees every day the benefits of breathing a simple mm. again one of those simple things I do think there's a lot of work there to be done to get the everyday person to believe that breathing can have a transformational thing yeah. in your life because it's so simple and you think how can I possibly be breathing incorrectly and how can I possibly feel so much better from breathing so I think breathing in general nasal yeah. breathing sorry well, that was worth a try if you've never done it before definitely worth a try yeah that, that's what I was going to say one thing was he said that breathing is the most what was it, underrated thing that we could do to help our you know mental and physical performance so that was one thing it, as you said it seems so simple but yet we just ignore it and then the, the other point was the fact that Rory was obviously struggling with his own mental health and he just literally went to one breathwork session and he was totally skeptical about it. And fast forward, I think it's seven or eight years, that's now his full-time job almost. So for anyone that's listening, like a little bit of advice is like, I know it might seem like, oh, if I go to that thing, it's not going to change my life, but it just could. So that was kind of cool. Breathing's not for everything, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a mouth breather. I I sleep with like literally like I... (laughs) I've had spiders, all kinds of everything come out of there. I had that story, that's right, that was a shocker. Yeah, that was uh, a shocker. Next, what was the next guest? Who, who did we have in number three? It was, it was Nick, Nick Matier. Oh, yeah, Nick. Yeah. Well, we already spoke about Nick was kind of the away moves. I really liked that. I mean, he had yeah. so many different things. You know, he talked about what you were saying, the exercise routine, sleep. And sleep is one, I think he mentioned that sleep is one of those things that you don't, so if you don't get good sleep, you don't notice it in the moment. Well, you know, you can wake up tired, but I mean, that's the thing if I've met a few people who are like oh, I'm in a really shitty place at the moment and I was like oh like what's going on they're like oh no nothing everything's fine but if you actually ask them a bit more they're like well actually I started a new job I haven't been getting great sleep I haven't been exercising that much so I actually kind of would challenge people like if they are feeling down actually question what's been going on for you in the last few weeks and I I, I can't this is only a guess but I feel like it's a bit of an educated guess that if you actually do start looking into it, you might know that you've followed your routine, you've been eating like crap or whatever it is, you've had a few more drinks and you can actually, and that in itself makes it a little bit, oh yeah, that makes sense, you know, rather than trying to beat yourself up. No, no, I agree, mate. Spot on. That was a, on an Instagram post last week, you put up a 24-7 challenge, just 24 minutes walk, seven minutes, seven, seven hours sleep. Mm. Like that should be part of your routine no matter what. Yeah, check out our Instagram page, These Lads Are Mental, because Gary's been putting up some really cool messaging there as well that you can just, you know, pick up on the go. The, the other thing about Nick, I would say, is that, well, the other alarming thing was just the statistics, right? The statistics yeah, and the fact yeah. that in a pandemic where mental health support is needed more than ever, his funding was cut, which is just shocker. No, that, that, was, that, that episode was a funny one. Like, it was a bit of an eye-opener. The statistics are out in terms of how how scary the mental health stats are in terms of suicide attempts and etc. And then obviously hearing about his his mm. funding getting cut during the pandemic was 
Mm. I don't know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Just the yeah. stupidest thing I've ever had in my life. But I mean, I think we spoke about Nick. I think we mentioned Nick in almost every episode. I think that's, I mean, from a, like an entertainment standpoint, you might not listen to that podcast and be laughing and all the rest of it, but like from a, the foundational level of what mental health is and the importance of it and how we can, it's a, that was mm. a great episode. Brilliant. Yeah, it was a really good foundation, yeah, that you mentioned just to, like, I'm glad we did him early in the piece because he kind of, put a lot of structure in it for us, even for ourselves to relate back to. Whereas a lot of people had very specific, you know, niches of yeah. mental health support, whereas his was very, was more broad, you know, and obviously they're doing amazing work. And coincidentally, I met a guy recently only the other day who is one of the Batir ambassadors and he's 18 years of age and he goes to oh, speak wow. to schools about it. So I was like, fuck, it just shows you how, how amazing their work is. So good on you, Nick. After Nick, I think, do we have Mary? Mary? Mary was good as well. Obviously, Mary, we had, a, way. we had a few. Oh, obviously, the book was cool. Very different with the audio experience. And then, obviously, the, the podcast itself, she was very down to earth. Like, again, we spoke about it. If you're a psychologist, if you're going to see a psychologist, she's definitely someone you'd like to go and see because she's just very approachable. She's, re- she's relatable. Like, she was yeah, just kind of like, she was young in her, you know, how she projected herself. And they've got so much cool messaging. They met, they just kind of broke down the barriers to entry for psychology, which to most people, including myself, you're lying in a couch facing the ceiling, not looking at some guy, you know, being charged $200 an hour. And, you know, <laughs> that that's the kind of stuff you see in Hollywood movies. But, you know, I think Mary just made it really relatable and the fact that you could almost choose your own therapist and then you could dump them if you needed to. Like, I mean, it was just like su- such a cool, modern, contemporary take on psychology. And we obviously made an impact because um, she uh, closed, well, she closed the operation a few weeks after she spoke to us or took a bit of a hiatus. I think, no, she still doesn't go online though. I think yeah, she online. just a lot of success from the Zoom thing during lockdown and realized it worked just as effectively. Yeah. Um, I think she thought that maybe you and I might be knocking on a door for some <laughs> ten, 10 years of therapy and decided I better go while I'm ahead. She also has, what we tried out was the, the audio experience. Uh, the listen up, which I recommend anyone who's listening. Mary Quang does a, a listen up audio experience. It's about 90 minutes long, 75 minutes long. Very cool experience. Definitely worth a try. Don't want to give too much away about it, but it's headphones in. Great chill out. Very, very accessible. You can do it from anywhere. Yeah, it was like an uh, out-of-body out of experience, wasn't it? I'll, I'll never forget that. That was just like it was vibrating afterwards. Yeah, it was just so good. Uh, and it was, we had Genevieve after that, the director of oh genevieve was such a sweetheart wasn't she i mean she she was about 15 minutes late to the time that we had and because she said she had to have a dance and we were just like <laughs> well what a way to enter the podcast Tell me, i kind of believe she break dances i was so surprised at that <laughs> but even the movie itself i mean like the movie is why you know it was so good to speak to her and the fact that it's been going like seven years or something i think and i'm still seeing posts on the happy sad man uh instagram talking about screenings in here and there which is just amazing and i think that's a testament to the film itself that it's kind of lived on past its release date and it will continue to because the message is so important right yeah i mean i'm saying that was uh the good thing about genevieve as well was we got to get that watch that movie a wee sneak preview of the movie which is amazing again if you've listened uh, uh, probably most people listen enjoy watches watching movies happy sad man great watch it's like half feel good half Heartwarming half, Real. Know, too many, many halves in there, but <laughs> uh, but uh, 
Ah, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically yin and yang. You've got, you feel sad, you feel ha- happy, sad man, pretty much by the end of it. Mm. Very, very cool. Um, yeah. But Arthur Watch, I mean, she was great. We can't, we can't move on before I mention even at least John, who was amazing, and then Grant, because I seem to just mention Grant in about five episodes in a row afterwards yeah, from one, one Wave is all it, all it Takes. And one of the things that Genevieve said at the very end of that podcast was, she said, hopefully, which is kind of like similar to a dream that I've had about mental health already is hopefully at some point in the future other generations will look at each other and go what people don't didn't talk about their mental health situation and kind of laugh at that so hopefully we can get to that place sometime soon you know definitely i mean that's the plan that's the mission barushka darling oh <laughs> love her love her so much barushka i love laugh, you so much laugh, barushka was. yeah what a laugh full confidence if there's anybody who if anyone you want to be have a laugh full of confidence anyone who, who you'd think could be down in confidence mm. maybe someone in their position yeah. and she was absolutely hilarious there's so many superlatives about her i mean how she spoke even about the political stuff and all the duress that her community have been under not just for the last few years but decades and, and longer than that and to come out the other end so positive and happy and resilient it was just amazing and you know some of the things she mentioned were quite harrowing you know the fact that she feels like she can't walk on a on a pathway for fear of being dragged into a laneway so she walks on the street because it's safer but then through all of that like we probably had the most laugh per minutes almost with that show and yeah, and then that con- when she said, like, the only reason I haven't been beaten up or raped or attacked is because I'm pretty fast in heels. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it was so good. And then the timing as well around her episode, because Mark's Park is where Sue and I actually got married officially. And then we were up there a few days after. And one of the things Verushka talked about was uh, fag rolling, which was a horrible part of Australian history where the LGBTQI plus community were often rolled off the edge of cliffs and Bondi and places like that. And only a few days later, there was a, a monument erected in Mark's Park, almost to the square meter of where Sue and I got officially married. And it was just what a nice serendipitous moment, you know, to kind of round that off. And I think since then, I think it's New South Wales police have now reopened that investigation 20, 30 years on. Oh, yeah. so, yeah, I heard someone tell me about that the other day. So, Maybe yeah, just, uh, yeah for, get some evidence out of these lads are mental. We cracked the case. <laughs> but no, I was going to say I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh. It's obviously a very, very serious topic. And then um, just even hearing Bruschka telling us that was like, I can't believe that happened. And it's not even that long ago, you know, so hopefully that will never, things like that will never happen again. And we had uh, Paul, we had Paul after that. Paul, the footballer. Yeah, or footballer, sports psychologist, author, everything in between that. He was class. It was good as well. Good laugh. Bit light-hearted one. Great place to come from, from his standpoint. Obviously, got elite sport. Playing amongst the elite, coming from pretty much a bit of a bit of an underdog, really, the way he spoke his story. And then mm-hmm. coming through that, I mean, I can only imagine how hard it would be to try to become an elite athlete, playing the Premier League, done that. And then now sports psychologist teaching people how to speak as well, presentations, mm-hmm. speaking in public, a lot going on. That was a good laugh that episode. So easy listen. That was part of like a hat trick of athletes we had on it. We had Paul, then Ben, and then Joe. Yeah, Paul. Paul was great because it felt like the more the most serious one we'd had up to that date. But then also had so many laughs and like 
there's nothing like for anyone that plays football to hear old football stories, especially of notable players. Like you just can't beat that, right? You'd, you'd listen to nah, that kind some... of stuff for hours and he had so many of them. And then to see yeah, how he basically took those skills and applied it to somewhere else, you know, he's obviously Paul's a very intelligent man. And that certainly came across and how he spoke, even when we went to edit that podcast, like we barely had to do anything. He just spoke so clearly and succinctly. Um, and it was a real kind of good educational one as well. And then you had the rugby boys. I mean, that was hilarious. That was so nervous. <laughs> uh, potentially my favorite in terms of like, I, I could have always spoke for an off two hours. The great thing with that one was it, it kind of had it all. There was times where, you know, Ben was so open and raw and honest about his past. I found for a big, burly, bald guy who played rugby, that's a lot and a very brave thing. But also had some really hilarious stories between him and Dan. The story of the, he got the stud in the backside from someone, one of the South African players. Like that was just like unreal. That's <laughs> so funny. You need to get, we actually need to put that up. We need to post yeah. that up. Oh my God. Yeah, I need to get Definitely. Yeah, well, that is a funny, funny story. That was so funny. And then like, he's a family man. His daughter popped in on the show and, you know, it was just, it was just really, really amazing. And, and like, the, even the, the selfie when he's on the loo, you know, having a poo thinking of you. I mean, it was just, and then we had so many laughs in that one as well. It just, that one kind of had it all for me, you know, stories, laughs, sad times, good times, you know. Yeah. And then Joe, Joe was at, Joe was a cracker as well. Joe came, again, different, come from a different place as well. That was, I think Joe's one, if, I don't, I don't think there's many stories like Joe's. I mean, Tyson Fury's obviously like a mad story like Joe's where you came from complete underdog. You've came through it all, highs or lows, like unthinkable. Mm. Joe's pretty much done something similar, reaching the upper echelon of rugby. Nearly committed mm. suicide, becoming a boxing champion. And now mm. like a leader, pretty much a leader in mental health and in the indigenous community. And Yeah. Yeah, I think... And also he was so, like I, I, I don't even think brutally honest is how I describe it, but just how he speaks, it's just very real. He just says it as it is, and it all came yeah, out very, yeah. you know, he just was just speaking about it. Like, And I think that was a really reassuring thing for, for me that, yeah, he's done all those things, as you said, and he's come from like a really tricky background. And and to see him just be so real about all this, like I feel he was, he well, he was almost ahead of his, ahead of himself in his terms of like being outward about his mental health journey and speaking about it you know great spokesman great inspiration and yeah like again another person who was able to transfer his skills from the from the rugby league fields to the boxing ring and then now to across the world like helping indigenous communities like which is what a legend and a family man i, I can't remember here how many kids did you have 32 oh uh, i think it was 36 isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't even remember how many kids. I didn't remember mentioning how many kids I had. I guess it was four or five, isn't it? Yeah, top five or six, maybe. But, um, who knows? Who knows? I, I've actually... I can't even remember. I've, watched, that. I've watched some of his uh, Instagram stories. Like The videos of him and his kids are actually hilarious. I've seen him dancing. Yeah. yeah that was a good uh, he, and I, he seems like... He was saying that like earlier on in his life, he wasn't really the best dad. Looking at him now, I mean, he just seems like an absolute hero with his kids, and they're all yeah, full of character. And he's, yeah, he's, he's like, "Come on, give us a dance!" And, like, and again, but that shows you the, the, the difference having a different mindset, have, going from a mindset of, "See, he wasn't a great dad." Maybe uh, I don't know the full context of it, but it's probably during difficult times, hmm. um, and it's, it's difficult to be there for other people when you can't be there for yourself. So, 
he's now in a situation where he is he is confident in who he is and his mindset's his mind's in the right place. And now he's been he's loving life being a dad, and I'm sure his kids are loving it even more. Yeah. Next up, actually, is Neil's. We pretty much going to uncharted territory for Neil. This is the episodes that he refuses to post for some bizarre reason. <laughs> so we've actually recorded 14 episodes. Well, this is our 15th. But as I said, after um, Neil's had his baby and he's taken over some extra workload, try to get podcasts out and edited more regularly is becoming a bit of a challenge. But we've, we've had a few good episodes that are coming soon and they'll probably come start coming pretty thick and fast. As we get up to date with everything, so we've got it was Cecile. We won't, there's no point in talking too much about them because we have, they aren't well, we, live yet. Well, well, we can give a teaser if anyone's interested. Yeah, Cecile. The reason why we've got her on the show is because she also does a mental health podcast herself, asking for a mate. So, as a French woman living in Australia, talking to blokes about masculinity, it was a pretty unique approach in her own right. So we had some really good laughs with her, and I felt like she kind of understood where we were coming from quite quite well. Very um, intelligent as well, isn't she? The way she comes across and that she looks at it from a bit of a different angle than yeah. we've so we're just we're both pretty stupid in terms of uh, I don't mean that embarrassment, like we just look at it very straight and narrow of and like, oh mental health, but she was coming from like hist- she was looking at history, looking at culture, looking at all sorts mm. of different ideas. It did open my mind a wee bit to different things. So she was good. And it's always nice having a French accent on the, the oh, podcast. <laughs> And she understood my accent fine, and she taught us some... Oh, did she? ...second year French. If anyone is struggling to understand Gary at any point, please drop us a DM on Instagram or any favourite one-liners. I'm pretty sure 99% of people are thinking, who, oh, what the fuck is this guy saying? <laughs> Maybe catch every second word and then just wait for you to speak. Gary, if, if, if Gary's looking for elocution lessons uh, for Christmas, if anyone wants to, you uh, know. To, to be honest with me, I'd fucking take them. <laughs> <laughs> Talking in Australia is the bane of my fucking life, man. <laughs> I've received on a phone. Being on a phone is the fucking worst. Asking for a coffee is fine. Asking for my name at the coffee shop is even worse. I've been called all sorts. Got it. <laughs> I had all sorts. And then just having conversations is just a nightmare, especially with people I've not met before. Sorry after I meet you and talk three or four different occasions, you kind of pick it up mm. quick, but I talk fast for a Scottish person, and Scottish yes. people are not easy to understand at the best of times. Mm. So anyway, less about me, more about the guests. Chef Kelly was next, Integrative Feeling. That was uh, that was one of your, your friends from up in Byron. Oh, yeah. Malambimbi. Malambimbi. Yeah, she has, she has a sweetheart. You know, she does a lot of work in this space, and for her, I think <clears throat> the unique, well, let's say the unique selling point is her work with trauma and she also goes into that kind of generational you know angle as well around trauma and she even spoke about it with her own family and I think she had uh, relations from Ireland and her upbringing and how that impacted her and how that brought her down her own journey and then the other point for me was how she actually mixes western and each eastern cultures which is you know a more holistic approach so she's not, you know, on one end or the other, you know, she actually tries to bring them, you know, bring them together, which I think was a really nice way of approaching mental health. And um, yeah, she's just a really, really positive, great spirit. So I'm hoping that people will feel nice and welcomed and supported by listening to her because it was a really kind of nice, soft episode. Yeah, she was good. She was, um, I think, more towards, I think some of her episodes are lighthearted, some are We've tried to keep them lighthearted anyway and try to make it more casual conversation. And hers was a casual conversation, but a lot of her work is more towards people on the far end of the spectrum, towards like the, 
the typical what you think of when you think of mental health, not and I've got a bit of anxiety or I'm stressed or overwhelmed. Hers was more dealing with people. If you, you really, really are on the brink or you're, you're really struggling, she has made some incredible transformations for people. Yeah, she's working with people who are already probably aware of their situation and want to make yeah. that, you know, plunge. So like when you go to see her, you're already kind of down that path, you know. Yeah, she's very, 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 very intelligent and ridiculous extensive skill set a different yeah. path she's got went down for, for a learning so yeah good on her and then we went back then we went on to Dara Dara Bond yeah Dara Dara's cool because he's a bit of a trailblazer you know he, he's an Irish bloke but he lives here in Sydney as well and he's basically from the streets of Dublin and I think the one thing he mentioned speaking of trauma I think he was saying he was like 12 or 13 and he was put on the street every day so he wouldn't stay at home and he wasn't in school and imagine as a 12 or 13 year old being on the streets of Dublin and he was in probably like a rough part of Dublin and just basically having to survive, you know, which gosh, I mean, and to see what he's doing now over here as a, he started off as a male. Well, he was actually a bricklayer. I think uh, he was a, he was a tradie and then he, ch- he made a massive shift in his life to then take up, you know, empowerment coaching. He started off with males, with blokes, but now he's doing all genders. So just to see that transformation in him and how he's changed his life again, you know, again, it's just another message to people out there, no matter what you're doing, you can always change it. And now he's on this other path and he's just trying to put a lot of positivity out there and help people who are struggling um, and to learn from his own story. So just like a really positive guy. And yeah, it was great to hear his perspective. Yeah, he was, he was class again, good laugh. That would be a tricky one to understand between you, me, and him, because his accent is thick. My yeah. accent is thick. You probably speak the best out of the three of us there. So if you're someone, and that's a, that's a long one. Accent, I if think you're struggling that was with that a long accent, one. Dad is, Dad had a good laugh. I, I do again, doing amazing work. Don't want to give too much away, but check him out if you, have, you aren't aware of him. Dad Burn, he's and that's Burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E, but he was tremendous. Good laugh and doing some great work. And then we went on to Hugo Tuvey. Again, Hugo Tuvey's inspirational story, two-time cancer survivor, ridiculous, and now huge advocate for mental health for obvious reasons, and army officer. Yeah, absolute legend, lovely guy. He's you probably some people might know of him. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably aware of some of the people in mental health, and he's definitely someone to be aware of. Yeah, the nice thing about him is, uh, you know, he, for me anyway, represents the kind of typical Aussie bloke, you know, um, you know, works in the military. He he seems like he'd be a great laugh, you know, down the pub. And, you know, it was nice to have his story on the show, you know, because we've had such a range of different people, but he, for me, summed up that kind of like Aussie bloke vibe, which is an important thing going back to Nick and the statistics of Australians. And I think his story is just inspirational in its own right. And then to see how, how he used that for a positive in his life is just, I think we can all learn a lesson from it. So that one might make you emotional. It's a bit of a, maybe a tearjerker at times, but it was also overwhelmingly positive. You know, like he, he just has such a good attitude. He hasn't, he hasn't like, he could have been easy for him to kind of, you know, get the hump or blame people. And he didn't, he's just gotten on with his life and, and just such a great bloke. So that one has to be in the top three for, you know, the, the well factor of being inspired. Oh, hundred percent, man. I, I said that to him in the podcast. I was like, even if he had got cancer once in the situation he was in, 
at the time in his life he got it because he got it what was he found it with a week's notice or something like that the doctor it was a chance by chance he went his dad mm. suggested that he went and if he'd left it longer the second time round, he probably wouldn't be with us mm. but to, to fight to come have the mental tenacity to to get diagnosed shortly after fighting off the first one a different type of cancer one of the most difficult mm. ones to overcome is mm. resiliency at its finest so fair play to him and that the, the other small point for him without giving it away too much is like a big lesson for any guys out there or anyone for that fact if you get something and i don't know what it is of a human nature if you get a little lump or a little mark or a mole or whatever it is pain somewhere get it fucking checked out seriously it will literally uh, we are in australia probably the best country in the world for medical care you can literally walk in off a street to a bulk build place and not pay for something so we have everything so use it because you just you might save your life i've actually forgot that we talk a lot about the way i say it we're having a go but we do talk a lot about mental health awareness being amazing but there's not a lot of pathways and i would love to change that and hopefully we can change that we might talk about that later on but hugo is doing which we won't give away a ridiculously cool thing in that space his company's called always sort of business is called 25 stay alive and i won't go into details of what that is but if, if he pulls that off which from talking to him it seems like it's, he's very close to doing so that is that'll make a huge impact brilliant absolutely brilliant mm. from a medical standpoint yeah. yeah 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 real game changer what he's trying to do so you have to tune into that episode to find out uh, that'll be due, that was 2024 november yep. <laughs> when neil's finished <laughs> so the 20th dig i've had at neil so i'm just racking them up i'm trying to get more digs in and we have episodes it's going quite well <laughs> uh, and then we've got uh we had edward jennings two weeks ago the long club quality very down to earth very cool absolute athlete mm. doing cool i mean more mental health awareness and big advocate and doing amazing things in the space pretty much piggybacking off what we just mentioned mate mentioned how important exercise is and how beneficial the lungs are uh, train the lungs to train the mind yeah and also <laughs> with ed he's just He's not some kind of specialist or superstar. Like he was just a, a, an everyday bloke who, you know, s- saw something and wanted to do something about it. And now he's created this really cool movement, which is again, links back to what we were talking at the top about exercise can benefit you. And he's making a huge difference. And he was just a really cool chilled out guy. Again, a real happy kind of positive. And it just shows you like you can make a change no matter who you are, where you are, what you think you can do. If you put positivity out there, it's going to help people. So, yeah, I, I love the chat with Ed. Yeah, and I think what he showed me again was, because I remember we asking him, oh, do you, because he's like an elite, no, not elite, but he's high-end endurance runner and does a big endurance events and does very well with them. We spoke about, oh, do you have to be, like, a, you might be put off by going to, on his runs because he is so high-end and the people he trains with, but he's got groups for all levels, people who just want to go and walk if they want or go at a slow pace if they want. There's multiple groups and showing that, He's not going to have 10,000 people in this group and change the world, but he can certainly change a community. Uh, and that domino effect and that ripple effect of maybe just giving three or four people on that run that morning, they tell three or four people and it transforms their life, it transforms somebody else's life. You can, have you touched on, again, piggybacking again, to use the same word off of Joe's episode, saying how Joe's mindset shift, making him a better dad, impacts his children, probably impacts his partner. That improves their life. And then if he, he's now giving back today, Indigenous community mm. who are now benefit from Joe's change of mindset. So same thing with what Edward's doing and getting people to go and run and change their mindset and hopefully improve their health and well-being. 
they might go home happier to their partner, improves their relationship, which then pushes somebody else to go and do it. It's just that ripple effect. Is, that's really what we need. We need more action yeah. rather yeah. than just talking about, I mean, we're talking about mental health, but mm. we, need to, we need things like that. We need things to push people in that direction. Like you're doing it with Nimbus. I mm. like to think I'm doing it with my, my work in SNC, but we need to push people to actually take action in a, in a, in a way it suits them. But that's the thing, because that ripple effect is, is amazing. That's when they make yeah. a big change. Yeah, and you know, he he also does border of Movember, so is uh Hugo does Movember as well. And yeah, I think you're right with Ed, his approach, like sometimes with fitness and workouts and gyms, is like I get it, it can be really daunting. You know, it's you know, if you don't have a six pack or you can't do this, you can't do that, you feel like it's hard for people to, you know, the gym scene is I've gone to the gym most of my life, but even still going to fitness first in the junction, you know, there's shredded people everywhere. And it's like, how many chin-ups can you do? And it starts getting, you know, there's all that kind of stuff goes on. But with his approach, as you were saying, like it's open to everybody, which is kind of what we want to do as well with Nimbus. It's not about, you know, having a six pack or a bikini body and or anything like that. Everyone should be able to do these things in their own right, because, you know, what, what's success to you versus to me, like for me, it might be getting five chin-ups, you know, and that's a massive goal for me. Whereas for Ed, it could be running a hundred kilometer race, you know, but we're, we're, no, we're not all equal, you know, like we're not all the same. We don't have the same goals, but sometimes when you look at Instagram, whatever, you might see that and go, Oh, well, I'll never be an ultra marathon runner. So how can I do that? But it's not about that, you know? Yeah. We actually just done this week, just going a few days ago, we did Emma Doran, which was a, which was a big one for us. That was us hitting the big time. Emma is a, a very well-recognised comedian in Ireland. She is funny as fuck. Her Instagram is superb. <laughs> it's not even like, well, Emma, I don't know. Like, she has some spell over me. It's not even that. What she, like Even like looking at her on the camera when we were doing the, the episode, I was, just, I was trying not to laugh. Just her That's facial funny. expression. It's almost like what she doesn't say. So I hope people will find it as funny. But... Yeah, I mean, the, the thought process behind Emma was, and it sounded like even from her own right that she probably hasn't labelled mental health too much in her own Definitely life. Definitely, there's no way else. Like, she said at the start, oh, why are you asking me? I've got nothing to do with mental health. But when she, when she started speaking, you're thinking, yeah. well, there's so much ticking a lot of the boxes that we speak about. This is what we talk about. And then nothing, yeah. again, you might not go and, she might not go and see someone like Chev. She's not in that situation, but mm. she's definitely a situation like you and I are at. Well, yeah. Yeah, when she started to explain her scenario and even with her family, you know, yeah, like, I mean, it was just as important as anyone else with a mental health story. But, you know, maybe there's a bit of Ireland about that because in Ireland we tend to just, you know, ah, everything's grand, you just plot on, you do your thing and you don't actually take time to stop and think about it. But also, you know, as a comedian, which is a fairly, like you're on show and that you're on the go all the time, it can be quite fickle. I think it was interesting just hearing her story also as a mom of three and being on the road and doing all the things that she's doing. You know, and she seems to be just, you know, doing great things and making people laugh, which is a real gift in its own right. So, yeah, that one is a real fun one as well. Like, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was brilliant. That was, that was, that was, super. That was, I think that one summed up what we've been trying to do is talk about mental health, but still have a conversation, not make it like it's a big part of the conversation and then have a laugh while we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, so that does help when you've got a comedian in the conversation. Yeah, and Emma, she's hilarious. And, that, and that, yeah, for anyone, just check out her Instagram. She had so many good skits during the lockdown era, which is where she really kind of went on fire in terms of her notoriety. But like, yeah, there's just some hilarious things in it. Like, that will just have you laughing no matter if you're from Ireland or not. Just counting, I was on Trello, just looking at what we've done. This is actually episode 16. 
Right. So we'll not follow it. Five more episodes. Yeah, we have six. Yes, that's 16. Then next week we have Kunal Gupta, who's CEO of Polar, which are a, a global digital platform. So he's he was, uh, on the 30 under 30 list, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, he's Canadian, but he's he's since shifted and li- moved to Portugal to, as a bit of a change in life. And he's he's really big in the mental space in terms of advocacy. So he has a blog, which he speaks a lot about the topic, and he's very open about it. And he's just a very, he's like a tech whiz, super intelligent guy. So it's going to be really interesting to see from a CEO perspective, moving continents, how has he done that? Was mental health... A reason for that so i'm actually excited to chat to him about that yeah yeah he's got i think anyone who listens to that who's maybe thinking about going into business or is in business or is a leader or very ambitious person that we want to listen to because you'll get a feel of like i mean to be a ceo he was what 26 i remember reading, i read an interview where he was 26 and went and pitched to vogue and bloomberg and espn and it was about mobile stuff and at that point mobiles are just coming out so they were like, what, what is it you're pitching? I don't understand. And he was so far ahead. Mm, was like, this mm. is where the world is going. And he couldn't grasp the concept of it. And then eventually he got the deals and 15 years on, he's absolutely he's smashing it. Yeah, no, fair play. Mm. And then, yeah, we'll have a few more episodes and then we'll we'll finish season one with a bit of a Chrissy special, right? To yeah, be, to be confirmed. To be confirmed, mate, and they will be, oh, ideally, mate, and might as well just talk about this in the podcast now, is that, Ideally, in the next few weeks, we'll be, podcasts will be in person. Mm. Uh, we can get off Zoom. We've got, obviously, Kamal's on. He's in Portugal, so the expenses for these are mental don't extend that far quite yet. Unless <laughs> we get a sponsor like Qantas <laughs> who wants to fly us to international destinations. Come <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan Joyce. You're Irish. You should know. You should look out for your fellow Irishman. Um, so, but the rest, any people in Sydney will... Try to do in person so me and Sully can get these done in person and have a bit, a bit probably a better feel than doing it on Zoom. I'm not a, I'm not a huge mm. fan of doing it on Zoom. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And then, yeah, if anyone has any people they'd like us, which has been good, we've got a couple of recommendations. So if anyone wants to send in who they think might be good, please feel free to do so. And then maybe at the Christmas special, Gary, we can, because we asked the same four questions of all the guests. So I was actually thinking we might be able to do a tally of that and see what the average score is maybe of what, where people are at because there are some really average scores, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that good. episode will be good. Uh, and then, yeah, that's that's pretty much take, so five more episodes this year. I think, mate, I, I think it's also a good time just to reassess and you've touched on it briefly during the week, conversation with you and I about potentially, like not potentially, how obviously the podcast is the first step for us, I think. It's a good stepping stone. Hmm. And it's good something we keep we keep, we keep going because raising the wellness standpoint, but from yeah. a practical standpoint, away from what you're doing individually with your business and what I'm doing with my business, what we're doing collectively to actually make a proper proper difference and to see that impact. So hopefully in the next few weeks or next few months, you'll see more from us in terms of actually making an impact and hmm. helping people from a practical standpoint. Yeah, we've got a couple of ideas up our sleeve outside of the audio world. So watch this space. Yeah, so that, that'll be good. And I think that's really, that's pretty much why I got involved really mm. in this to start with. It. Talking about it's great. I think you and I are probably past the point of just talk, like talking about our own perspective because we're comfortable doing that. Mm. We can never get too much awareness of it. And we've spoke about, well, we spoke to 15 guests and everyone, I think that they're usually getting like five and sixes in terms of awareness or five, sixes and sevens for world awareness. So mm. there's no reason why that can't be a nine or a 10. But I think really I want to start making, well, we want to start making a big difference, a proper difference. But, 
Well, to me, like no matter how much we think we're making an impact, I still meet people who are like, oh, God, I didn't know that. Or even the guests we've had on, it's like, oh, it's great to see what you guys are doing. The fact that people are still saying those things, and that's from people who are in the know, yep. for me, tells me that there's still, like, it shouldn't be, people shouldn't be going, oh, this is great, you're talking about it. This should just be part of normal conversation. So until that day, you know, our work here is not done. So no, I would rather someone say, there's not another fucking mental health thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's like, you know, like if you think about, let's say, cancer as a topic, cancer has, you know, obviously a hugely serious problem for humanity. But what cancer does do has amazing work around it. There's so many great charities. It raises a lot of funds and it's helping find a solution to the problem. So if we can kind of use cancer as a bit of an inspiration, if we can get to that same place where, you know, and obviously that's problems not been solved just yet, but. I just think there's a lot of really great positives that we can draw from that. There's a huge sense of awareness around the cancer and support and, you know, it continues day in, day out. So if we can get that going for mental health, I think hopefully we'll be in a better place. Yeah, I, I also just caught my attention earlier. I wanted to mention it because, you know, it's a friend of ours, mutual friend, good friend of mine, Leon Keita. He is actually doing the Corporate Fighter and he's, he's doing it supporting Beyond Blue. So yep. that's... Something to look out for. I, I, obviously, I'm going to that, so you pay for a table and donate money yeah. towards that, and you can you can also donate money towards Leon, Leon's cause. So he's doing a charity fight night on the 11th of December in Luna Park. So that should mm. be good. Leon done a bit of boxing and amateur level over in America. Uh, he's English, but now he's doing it over here, and he's going to batter somebody. Did he? I saw his photo. He looks like a right courier. His hair's all long, and he has a kind of... He's not smiling. Lockdown, like lockdown locks, mate. Yeah, because he's a handsome devil, our Leon. And um, uh, he's, a good, he's a good looking lad, big shagger. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't get hit too much because I don't want my Leon getting hurt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's going. So two weeks, I'm looking forward to seeing him fight. I mean, another one of my mates is fighting as well the same night. So, but yeah, I just noticed that yesterday he hadn't mentioned who he was supporting, but Beyond Blue again. That's amazing. I did amazing work in the space as well. So. Yeah, feel free to sponsor Leon. Just even ten bucks, five bucks, it all goes a long way. Again, more awareness. That money goes to a good good cause. Yeah. Corporatefighter.com.au. Brilliant. All right. Well, yeah. And thanks everybody who's listened thus far. Yep. C- keep commenting, liking, sharing as much as you can. And there's more episodes to go in this season. And hopefully everybody's getting something out of it. And uh, we're excited to keep the journey going. Yeah. Superb. So, mate, I just want to reiterate last time. If anyone's getting recommendations, send my way. More guests, the better. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, if we don't see or hear from you, have a great Christmas, everybody, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media channels, including Instagram and Twitter, at These Lands Are Mental. And if you do have a topic or a guest or subject that you want us to talk about, please do get in touch and send in your suggestions. Thanks for joining us on today's show. As mentioned at the beginning, you are struggling with mental health please do seek further assistance here's who you can get support from lifeline beyond blue fits here and the black dog institute